1: Welcome to the Truth Live Shenanigans podcast, social commentary, hot topics, amazing guests with a lot of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week, we we're expecting Tommy Germain, but unfortunately, he was unable to make it. But we will be talking about some hot topics, discussing Washington, D.C.'s mayor, telling President Biden he needs to end federal teleworking, Canadian hockey gets a win, despite looming assault allegations. Then we'll chat about Kevin McCarthy and Damar Hamlet. But of course, before we get into the podcast, I've got to introduce you to my wonderful co-hosts. First up, our lovely professor, journalist, editor, streaming live from Washington, D.C., Miss Liz e.
2: What's up, what's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, Monday, Happy New Year. This is our first Happy time New seeing Year. all of you. Welcome first to all time. of you. Since we welcome it in 2023. So happy new year. Hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. We left you right before Christmas. Um, hopefully you got some good gifts and then we ushered in a new year and here we are. And before we get to talking about DC's mayor, let's talk about the DC, the Washington football team. We're putting a smackdown <laughs> on those Bama Dallas Cowboys yeah. right now. DC is up 23 to six. In the wow. fourth quarter, let's do this. Let's wow. do this. Let's do this. Oh, with all those
1: injuries, Woo-hoo! too? Wow. That's pretty good.
3: 23
1: to 6. Okay, DC. 23 to 6. Nice. <laughs> all right. Liz is happy for her. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Our nature lover, gamer, rock star coming to you from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Robby
0: Rob. Oh, man. I just wanted to echo Liz and wish everyone a uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I had a wonderful holiday break. And yesterday was actually the first time I looked at my computer since December 23rd. So, yeah, yeah, that was kind of nice. Uh, my wife and I got to spend some wonderful time with family. And the kids are just magical during those get-togethers. It's uh, it's really great. And I was very fortunate. I got to connect with a few good old friends uh, over the holidays and swap stories. So very good uh, for the soul, for the spirit to reconnect with those people. and we got some amazing sticky snow, so I got to build the grandest snow fort of my life.
2: I'm
1: so proud I should have put pictures. In. I should have got some pictures so we could see it.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it lit up at night. But yeah, this time like we got three days in a row of really warmish, sticky weather, and I took advantage of it. It's about stands at a modest seven feet high where the archway is, mm. and it's about five and a half feet tall all the way around, and outside diameter is about maybe thirteen feet, give yeah. or take, and the inside diameter is about eleven feet. It's I'll get some nice pictures and post them up. Pretty okay. impressive, I must say.
2: That sounds impressive.
3: I, I worked,
0: worked out.
2: <laughs> DC, DC is like Charlie Brown on Halloween. Everyone else is getting candy when they go trick-or-treating. We get rocks. We got rocks. We got no <laughs> snow here. <laughs> nothing. We got nothing. Nothing.
0: It was just cold. You got, you got cold. Absolutely.
2: It was cold for like three days, though. This That's past true. week, I had my AC on. But it was cold AC just on. for Christmas. <laughs> it was yeah,
0: crazy. Like snap Love your cold snap. I'm very curious what the temperature required for a cold snap is down there. Oh, that's true. I mean, you
2: know, she had the heater on earlier. She had the heater on in Atlanta earlier. My goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Exactly. It's
3: been like 13 degrees over
1: here. It's amazing. Paulette's online. She said playing in the snow is great therapy. (laughs) Yes. All right. Next up, our college student model, entrepreneur. Streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Gianni Storm.
3: Hello, everybody. I've missed you guys. It's been a nice um, vacation, though, because I got to really rest finally. I'm actually, like, sleep and sleeping Ooh. and stuff like that. So I would say I've had a restful couple of weeks. But finally, I've been social, guys. Finally. Something new. So <laughs> I went to a New Year's Eve luncheon. A so oh, luncheon? Mm-hmm. Atlanta was hosting like an entrepreneurs, but it's for like black women entrepreneurs. So it was like an intimate little thing, but um, awesome. I enjoyed it. I got to speak with some people that would, I would consider maybe mentors in a way. And it was just refreshing. I liked it. It was something new, but I had to get over this social anxiety. I didn't think I was going to have it because I talk to you guys like all the time, but being in person with new people, I was like, okay. Is it
1: after the pandemic or just, just in general? I-
3: I don't, I think it's like in a social setting. Cause you know, I work and I'm around people, right. but I'm working. So it's,
1: oh, I get you
3: working for them as opposed to mm. me sitting down in front of somebody and talking to them about having my small life. talk
1: and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh. And we only had snowfall um, in Atlanta once and it was like not even an inch, but I was so happy.
1: Oh, but you had snow.
0: <laughs> ah, good mm. for you, girl. Good for <laughs> you. Got more than
2: DC.
1: Nah, got that's more true. than DC. That's true. Got nothing.
2: We got nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and can we talk about Johnny's nail game tonight? Like that's epic. Oh, I oh, let's see, scratch let's I didn't see, see it. Oh don't scratch your eyes. Oh wow. No, oh, that's nice. intense.
1: Beauty. Uh, uh, that's a little scary. Yeah. Beauty. <laughs> Very nice. That was a shark.
2: Mm. I know. That's what happened. See? If y'all come for Gianni, try to steal that car, he's yeah, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs>
0: gonna call you. Leave that truck alone.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, um, for uh,
1: all right, of course, I'm your host, Neo Nix. I had a, um, I had a good holiday, too, because um, right after Christmas, we flew out to beautiful, sunny, and unlike Canada, warm and snowless Puerto Rico. Puerto
2: oh, Rico.
1: Puerto Rico. It was, oh man, we had a lot of fun. Ate some good food. I don't know if you guys know, but mofongo, mofongo is the dish. Why are you looking like that, Liz?
0: I don't know if you because
1: no, they were giving course. you
0: pointers
1: on how to prepare it during the last show. <laughs> Hello. Sorry. She did, didn't she? Hello. <laughs> I'm talking. Okay, our listeners you need know. to know. That's much. Fun. That's the so dish. But we no look. So you so, had some good mafungo. Well, well, look. Yeah. Our plan was our plan was to go in and have mafungo every day, right? We would find a different place, have a fungo every day. So, of course, our flight our flight was delayed. Of course, like everybody else's flight. And, um, we get there and we got there late. And so we get to the hotel and only the hotel restaurant is open. So we go down and say, okay, give us some of Fungo. We want, we got to have some of Fungo today. And so <laughs> they're like, uh, we don't have a Fungo. And I'm like, well, and it's on the, it's on the menu, right? So we don't have any Fungo. And I'm like, what? I mean, we almost shit our pants. We're like, what the hell is going on? And so they explain that because of the hurricane, the plantains crop Kind of just was decimated, so they they they're having struggling. They're struggling to source uh plantains on the on the island, but um, oh, you know. But ultimately, we did have some really good mafungo into we a few places that I guess they were able to get it from somewhere else. But yeah, mafungo, man, it's uh, yeah, it's the dish. But that's right, Liz. I forgot about you. You did tell you did you did tell me I need to have some mafungo. But we had planned. We had planned. We had some really good stuff though. Like there was this lobster mafungo, which was really good.
2: Um. Um, Ooh. Ooh. No, I had the same plan. So I was last time I was in Puerto Rico was in 2011 mm-hmm. and I was there for a week and I had it every single day. Think. Every single yep. day. Yep. Beautiful oh, thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we tried it every, we didn't do it every single day. we ultimately did not do it every single day, but we did try different places. I think we had fungo at least 5 or 6 times while we were there in 7 yeah. days, so.
3: Yeah, when else are you going to have it?
1: You might well, have I mean, there's off. the I want to say there's one really nice mofongo place nearby in Silver Spring.
2: Yeah. That, Boy, well, right. you come here, you go oh, to Adams Morgan. Oh, well, yeah, if you're in the... New York City, New York City, DC, you know, in the um, Latin parts of those cities, you mm-hmm. go, you can find it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've made it before. I, I can't say it's as good as what you would get in Puerto Rico, but <laughs> it's not. It's not hard to make. It's not hard to make at all. Yeah, it's
1: just mashed you know? plantings, and yeah. um, you know, and then of course some kind of meat, some really good meat, and then just a, a really good sauce, whatever that sauce is, and, and had different kinds seasonings. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's different types. Hmm, yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really good. yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the show. We got some really good hot topics today. I think we're going to start off with me today. So let's get to it.
0: Truth, lies, shenanigans.
1: All right. So this week, uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser said that Biden, Joe Biden, needs to get it together with this federal teleworking policy because, I guess, all of the buildings in DC are empty. So she basically told him that he needs to get teleworkers back in their chairs inside some of those empty buildings. And so my question is, is she right? Should Biden be getting rid of teleworking policies for federal workers or should Biden just continue to keep allowing them um, where needed? So I'm going to go ahead and start. Let's start off with I'm not going to start with Lizzie because... He's
2: not going to start with the girl that lives in D.C. <laughs> I'm not going to start. We're
1: going to come back to Lizzie. the
2: girl who lives in D.C. Who has on her D.C. 51st State T-shirt on. But go, so, ahead. So go ahead. We're
1: going to come back to Lizzie. <laughs> so, okay. We're going to start but, with Gianni. Gianni, so what do you think about <laughs> ending teleworking for federal employees?
3: Let them stay home. I think that, honestly, I feel like we don't necessarily know what's going on still with COVID. So I feel like leaving them as like working at home. I feel like I'm not mad that she offered the housing though, because that's good point. I didn't housing into option. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The housing option. That makes the most sense. And she also said something like, let government officials use it somehow. I feel like, okay, whatever with the government officials, but the housing makes sense. And like, I would like to know the plan about that. Cause I didn't see too much of that information. Like who or, who would we be housing? Cause they also said something like she wants a hundred thousand new residents in DC. Why? Mm-hmm.
0: You said, why? Like that. Oh, yeah. just to, just to Tax keep money, money growing. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. But yeah. as long
3: as we're taking care of this. Look,
1: these at, these look at Lizzie with some money.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's but about wait. the money, of course. Um, but I'm, I feel like I'd, I'd let the people work from home. I don't see anything wrong with that. But I also feel like it is something that you should do with those office spaces.
1: Hmm. Kevin Daxon online says, get to work. And uh, yes, the city gets the revenue from lunches, parking fees, commuting fees, etc. And uh, Jacqueline Robbins says, with all due respect, Mayor Bowser, she needs to get it together and do something about the crime and homelessness
0: problems. What do you think, Robbie?
2: Or she can can multitask.
0: She can multitask, right? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the way that you pitched it, Theo, is a little problematic because it's not exactly accurate. Because she did say, you know, either use these buildings, fill them with federal employees, or flip them so that they can be converted to affordable housing, which would then help house the 100,000 people that they want to bring to the city. So in that respect, she's right. And I think it's a great flex by uh, Mayor Bowser. So because we have a lot of infrastructure that's left sitting empty. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, taxpayers are paying for it. I've been talking about this since the dawn of COVID remote work. The feds have an opportunity to offload ongoing maintenance costs Mm -hmm. for aging infrastructure. They can make some money through the sale of these buildings and office spaces. And North America needs more affordable housing. So I fully support this flex on her. Fully support. You fully support. uh, I'm not saying I fully support her flex. Her flex. Not. I'm not saying I fully support people being forced to go back to work in these buildings. I think it's a brilliant flex on her part. Use these buildings for what their, their intended purpose is. But I think that the hybrid model, the hybrid model that we have at this point with people teleworking is a win for the taxpayer, because if we remove federal employees from these buildings, we as taxpayers don't have to pay for these buildings. And I think it's a wonderful move in that respect, but it should be performance-based. If you're not doing your job, well, then, you know, we've got a nice new shiny office for you.
1: Okay. All right. All right, we're going to have, so let's go ahead and get to uh, the, the D.C. resident, uh, Lizzie. The
2: D.C. resident here. Um, first and foremost, let me just say, Muriel Bowser is not the only mayor in this country that is faced with this. New York City, Eric Adams has been screaming this for the past year and a half. And he has the power to do something about New York City workers versus what the mayor has to do. Remember, guys, D.C. is not a state. She is very restricted in what she can and cannot do in terms of governing the city. And when it comes to maintaining or making decisions about federal buildings, she does have to go to the White House and pitch to Biden. So I don't think it was her necessarily saying, you better do this to say, look, Mm. we have this situation. We are in a situation where we need economic recovery for the city after the pandemic, if you go downtown in D.C. right now, there are certain parts of downtown that are ghost town. It's not just that these buildings are empty and no one's using them. It's the buildings around them that also are not. No one is, you know, frequenting those. Businesses.
0: Yeah, I've been down there. Too. I remember. It's empty. See, and I'm it's- glad you brought that up. I forgot about that, because if you follow that money trail, if you look at a lot of these locally owned businesses around federal buildings. Who owns them? I know in Canada, in Ottawa, they're looking, that's one of the arguments, but who owns these buildings? High-ranking officials within the government. So yeah, they want federal employees back in the federal buildings because they want them in their coffee shops and sandwich shops and bistros.
2: And see, it's a little bit different here because a lot of those buildings here, those businesses here are mom and pop businesses, are private businesses. A lot of mom and pops are caught
0: in it too, for sure. Exactly.
2: And then it's not just it's not just those businesses, but it's also transportation. People aren't going to work. They're not using transportation in the city. So it's all about getting revenue back into the city, revitalizing the city. And like I said, it's not just DC, it's New York, it's Portland, it's San Francisco, it's several cities in Ohio. Like mayors across the country are trying to figure out, okay, what's our plan now? Like no one thought COVID was going to come in and shut us down for two years. So what's our plan now? It's not that, you know, we think all of these workers are lazy, but something has to give. Something has to give. And I do believe, honestly, I do believe it depends on your position as a federal worker, because if you work for the government, you might not need to be at home because then at some point that could include, do we want Congress working from home? No. So we need to be very clear and very specific about who needs to go back to work physically and who can work remotely. I think that there can be a happy medium, but there needs to be a conversation. It can't go, Mm -hmm. continue to go the way it has been going because D.C. is losing money.
1: So look, so I'm looking at Jacqueline Robinson. She responded to Kevin Thaxon online. She says that a lot of restaurants and other businesses are still closed downtown because entire workforce hasn't returned. That He's right. But there are still a lot of jobs that one can do remotely. And see, that's the thing that got me was the fact that she kind of led with, in teleworking. <laughs> Three years of forced teleworking is proving that teleworking works. And I worked for a contractor that actually was more efficient and more successful when they went to teleworking. I guess because the employees were just, you know, I guess they were using their time more effectively, but they were definitely more effective. And there are certain jobs, like you say, where certain situations where you need to be at a desk. But for those, jo- those jobs that it's not, you know, why would you force people to sit in hour long commutes, uh, more traffic? burn gas, polluting the environment, not to mention the ongoing risk of infections from COVID and the cooties we already had back in the day with cold and flu. And that's only so that city residents can make money off the federal workers having to pay for parking, lunches and and, and travel, like, like Kevin Daxson said online. I mean, I, I do like the alternative of basically dropping um, the leases on some of those buildings or reorganizing federal staffing. So that was, a, I totally agree with that. But I wish he would have led with that. And that been the focus of her conversation where, hey, Biden, you need to get it together and figure out what you're going to do about your workforce as far, but not suggest that teleworkers just go back to work for no apparent reason.
2: But, but that's just throwing it I out mean, there. The conversation, the conversation hasn't been had yet. Like no one has sat down to talk about these. And sure. so, yeah, maybe you come in hot. Maybe you come <laughs> in hot to the president <laughs> to get his attention, to say, look, this is a conversation that we need to have but it can't continue to go on the way it has been. And listen, I'm someone who has for the most worked remotely for three years now. Okay, I'm not that excited right. about going back into the office, but as a journalist, I do miss and understand the need to be in a newsroom. It's very yeah. difficult to do. There are some, there's some jobs news. you have to. Exactly. My um, wife is a research with- scientist. She
1: needs to go in, uh, you know, exactly. to, to do Or stuff. even
2: with teaching. And yeah. one of the reasons why I'm not back, one of not the only, but one of the reasons why I'm not back in a university classroom right now is because I don't want to be in person. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I I Mm -hmm. don't want to be in person with students. So that's, you know, the hit that I take. Um, Mm -hmm. But the conversation needs to be had. And I think the Biden administration, Lord knows we wouldn't even be talking about having a conversation if we were still with the Trump administration. But I think this is something that the Biden administration up until this point has ignored has ignored. And yeah. so it needs to, it, they need to sit down and figure out what they're going to do about this.
1: Yeah. They got to figure out what they're doing with these buildings. Cause it, it is costing taxpayers money. I went to one of the buildings recently and I'm telling you, it was a literal ghost town. I mean, the lights were on the heat pumping and it was just a few people in this huge, I'm talking, it was a huge federal building and there's nobody there. But like I said, teleworking should not go away, especially if it's the, no if the sole reason is just so federal workers can you know help pay for because dc super expensive it's a super super expensive city to live in and all we would do is be paying to to make it even more expensive so uh, i'm not yeah. I, i'm not i'm not good with telling on, we're going away we they need to figure street, something out though
2: even on my street there are two government buildings on my street one next door to my building one directly across Ghost town.
1: Ghost towns,
2: and it, it's 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 it, it has affected the few businesses that are on because there's some restaurants on my street, but also the food trucks. There used to be food mm-hmm. trucks lined up mm-hmm. every that. day. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my... a food truck in two years. I haven't seen a food what? truck over here in two years because wow. no one, no, there's no one there to go to them. The people who live here, they're either working during the day, and so they can't go to them, or there are a lot of elderly. That's kind of not sad. going downstairs to a food truck. And so, yeah, so something has to be, something has to give. And I think, you know, maybe this is a wake up.
1: So, Johnny, you're an entrepreneur, right? You have your own business. You're not a worker. So you don't technically telework. You have to go in and run your business. I'm just curious, how would you, what side would you really take as a business owner in the lunchtime? You would expect a huge business of lunch rush. I remember years and years ago when I was in my early 20s, I was a CVS at L'Enfant Plaza, which is like really downtown D.C., and all we it's did was have country. this huge, right, You have a huge lunch rush. And that was it. That was the extent of our business, lunch rush from these federal <laughs> workers, right? That was the extent yeah. of the business. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm curious, you as a business owner, how do you feel about like being that business owner who's down there and you now you don't have that lunch rush? All you have is trickles all day long.
3: I feel like I'm not going to lie, I've kind of felt that in a way with the whole Airbnb thing, because that was the bulk of my business, especially starting off. And then Mm -hmm. since a lot of um, issues here in Atlanta, there's you can't basically do Airbnb as legally as you were able to. Mm -hmm. So I think like as business owners, as an entrepreneur and small business owners, it's like you're having to find more ways to be creative without just the Internet. I like that. It's one. like you have to be more into the community or building your own community in a way. Like you have to have some type of established, like even if it's like email newsletters. I feel like it would just it would affect me um, badly, but you would have to adjust. That's and right. I think and that,
0: that,
1: yeah, that's similar and to what Robin prefer- Johnson just said. Real quick, Robin Johnson said online, COVID taught us businesses have to
0: evolve. Good, Rob. And that's if they do repurpose the buildings and make them affordable housing, then you're replacing that workforce that is just transit in your community with actual residents in your community that you can make real connections with and get real repeat business with.
2: That's true. Let me me just say this about the affordable housing attachment. Please don't believe that if if they do convert these buildings to residences, that they're going to be affordable housing buildings. And that's not going to happen. It's going to be probably yeah. ten to fifteen percent. That's what you. That's the minimum you have to do in this city. And they're not going to lose out on all of that prime retail money, making the whole mm-hmm. entire building affordable housing. So when she said, you know, she's trying to attract a hundred thousand residents to the city, that's not a hundred thousand affordable housing residents. Mm-hmm. Okay, she wants people to come to the city who have money to spend. Money. There will be. Course, there yeah. will be some space set aside for affordable housing. But even with that, it's still money coming in the city, um, and it, you know, given you know the business that you're in, Gianni. So I have three dry cleaners over here.
1: Oh, dry cleaners um, got yeah. hit hard.
2: Three dry cleaners over here. One of them closed down completely because mm-hmm. you know no one's running downstairs or dropping off their dry cleaning before. Or after there are two over here that are still hanging on by a thread. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's brick and mortar businesses are going to have to think about rethink how they operate.
1: But it. for some
2: of them, it's going to be a complete shutdown. Shutdown because yeah. there's no other way to operate other than in. So it's again, it's a conversation that we need to start having sure. that we didn't think we it were going to have me, three years ago. It reminds me of like Blockbuster and
3: Redbox, like what happened to mm. like Blockbuster and, and Redbox and, and the whole thing. But like with small, well, businesses. Netflix. So
1: I- Netflix killed, like you say, Netflix killed Blockbuster, and Blockbuster <laughs> failed to switch. And adjust in time to save themselves. Because Netflix But I mean, I don't, feel, them.
2: I don't feel bad for Blockbuster. Blockbuster killed Arrow's video.
1: Arrow's mm. video. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know Arrow's video. That was a local. They
0: killed popcorn video in my area. I get it. <laughs> I get it. All
1: right, we're going to listen to the conversation no. on that one, Arrow's video. All right, so we got some comments online, real quick. So, Kevin Thaxon's like, CVS? Yeah, I hated CVS. Never again. I still have nightmares about CVS. And I was only, I wasn't That's even good. there that long. I mean, I was like, this horrible work <laughs> experience. Um, Jacqueline Robinson said, our courts are also having difficulty with handling civil cases because many of the clerks and other personnel are working remotely. Um, she says, we lost a large restaurant near my office that had been there for 25 years. They relied on government and private industry employees and large tourists for breakfast and lunch. The rent
0: was forty thousand per month, and
1: it wasn't sustainable without the revenue. Yeah, because the rents Mike are extremely Winter, high.
0: Mike yeah. on YouTube says they were teleworking long before the pandemic. Most of the places I know share share office space and require workers to f e to function. I'm guessing, uh, <laughs> telework at least two days per week. So yeah, I'd like to hybrid hybrid models where you have hybrid office good. space that's being used to hotel in. And I think that makes sense. But even then, you you can
1: consolidate. You can consolidate. Even with a hybrid model, they can consolidate what what they're using right now significantly. Considerably. And the other thing is, I just want to point out before we go, I was looking up the numbers. There are twice as many federal contractors than there are actual civil servants. And the contractors are also teleworking. Matter of fact, a lot of them have permanently gone to teleworking. So they had empty buildings, but then they're giving up their lease spaces as well. So Mm -hmm. I just think that they just have to adjust. Uh, The federal government needs to adjust.
2: You know, who's going to be in the future if everything goes remote, Mm -hmm. continues to be remote. Who's going to get these federal jobs in the future? Not going to be D.C. residents. No. Uh, Somebody, you know, in in California, in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. who doesn't have to be here
1: absolutely 100%. All right.
0: But you could put in you can put that in the, the job requirements that if if the job requires you to be there or to be a resident of the state and or city, the municipality that you're <laughs> yeah. serving. Oh, I think Rob, that would make sense oh, to have that as a clause. I don't oh, outsource Rob, that. I know.
2: You don't know you don't know how they get over with that with football. Let's have a conversation off camera about <laughs> how they get around those rules with football. <laughs> you're supposed to live in DC to play for DC high school football. team. You live way out in Maryland and use mm. someone else's address.
1: I know some people like that, actually. Mm.
2: We, all <laughs> do. <doing> it. <laughs> we all do. Actively doing it. We all do.
1: All right. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? It's truth, it unfortunately. Truth. I- it's truth. I- I, I mean, she did it's have some truth. truth. It was She didn't just only say, go back to teleworking. So mm-hmm. she did say that the federal government needs to get it together, and they do. They absolutely need to get it together. I
2: mean, and, and listen, I am no Muriel fan. Believe but on this one, I'm just like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: look at all these empty buildings and all this foolishness. Um, and also yep. empty buildings attract rodents. Hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. That's another thing. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not
1: appreciative of. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Let's go try next one. Truth lies
0: shenanigans,
1: Robbie. Canada finally won something. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs>
0: oh, shut up. It's a hockey tournament, of course. We won something, so, t- t- so <laughs> right, But tell us why there's a controversy behind it. <laughs> all right, well, let's start with the tip of the hat to Team Canada for bringing home gold at the World Junior Hockey Championship and kudos to the U.S. for taking the bronze in the tournament. Um, oh!
2: the <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That was some shade, it's, y'all. He was shading us, y'all. That was some I guess, I guess he, returned, shade,
0: he returned my shade, I guess.
2: Mm. It,
0: mm. It's better so than delayed. no metal. My God. Mm. So much hostility. <laughs> um, yeah. But the win does come at a time when Hockey Canada, the organization, is under fire and with just cause. Um, this particular controversy started in May when Hockey Canada reached a settlement with a young woman who alleged that she was sexually assaulted in 2018 by eight Canada hockey league players, including members of the world junior team. So Hockey Canada CFO Brian Carroll told uh, our ministers of parliament that the organization settled the lawsuit because it was the right thing to do for the complainant and for the organization. Uh, The young woman claimed damages to the tune of three and a half million in her statement. And Hockey Mm -hmm. Canada's board of directors approved the maximum amount of the settlement and the settlement offer was made and accepted. So as part of the settlement, of course, she had to sign an NDA, which really curtails her ability to speak about the incident. Uh, when I was doing a little bit of homework, I did uh, discover that since 1989, Hockey Canada has paid out $8.9 million to 21 complainants, not including this latest settlement for the 2018 uh, incident. So Hockey Canada told ministers of parliament that they took $7.6 million out of their national equity fund. And the reason why this is significant is that the National Equity Fund is funded in part by minor hockey league registration fees. So, right? I mean, I'm paying for my kid to play hockey and you're paying off sexual assault complainants. Um, Wow. Not cool, man. So as a result, major sponsors like uh, Tim Hortons and Canadian Tire have removed their sponsorship. Um, so they're really getting important. Is like what Starbucks? What, what Tim Hortons is like a coffee place, right? Dunkin'
2: Donut, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Tim
0: Hortons is a coffee yeah. place. Um, yeah. It yeah. is the coffee franchise of Canada, and I guess Starbucks would be the next one. But, <laughs> the next one, um, <laughs> but yeah,
2: it's more like yeah. Dunkin' Donut. More like Dunkin'
0: Donut. Mm-hmm. I would have to visit a Dunkin's to properly assess that because there are Dunkins. You guys and don't have Dunkins. Of- well, we've had them come and go because well, they just can't compete against a Timmys. <laughs> right. but um i was wondering if i could get you to share your thoughts about the 2018 sexual assault case and what steps do you feel should be taken to reform sports organizations that protect sexual assailants
1: uh let's start with uh
0: let's start with liz
1: started johnny last time
2: hire women <laughs> all women
1: all women oh dang.
2: <laughs> all women across the board across the executive board no, there has to be more checks and balances, and people who are involved in overseeing that are not a part of Hockey Canada, that are not a part of USA Hockey or whatever you know, US or sports organization governing body. There has to be right. an outside entity that is looking into this that has no, you know, nothing invested into right. the outcome. And that's and that's why you're seeing a lot of these, you know, minute payoffs, these mm. NDAs, mm. this hush-hush money mm. under the table mm-hmm. is because everyone involved, everyone who's overseen, everyone who's investigating, who's doing the interviewing, they have a stake in the outcome. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to lose their job or they don't want their hockey team or hockey player to go down. You need some an outside organization To come in and overhaul and oversee all of this. And it's not just, it's not just, you know, hockey Canada. It's not just USA Canada. It's FIFA. It's the IOC. It's the NFL, MLB, NBA, all NHL, all of it, all of it. There needs to be someone on the outside who is neutral that can come in and oversee these cases. And it's unfortunately, this is the norm. Mm-hmm. This isn't some mm-hmm. fluke situation, some case that, you know, is an anomaly or what have you. This is the norm when it comes to sports, women in sports. Also, there are a lot of men that get abused in sports. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. And so there's just a lot of sexual abuse in sports. Violence in sports that gets shifted, you know, thrown under the rug and no one does anything about it until it hits the headlines. And then you throw some people some money here and there and expect it to go away, put a bandaid on it. So we need some type of movement where we have a different governing body that comes in and says, look, I have no you know, stake in this, but I am going to be an unbiased, impartial party. I'm going to come in. Look at the case and figure out what happened. I mean, we've seen situations like this, you know, happen recently in the NHL, you mm-hmm. know, with a very prominent Blackhawks player, you know, come out and say he was sexually abused. And then it went back to it turns out the coach knew, turns out the GM of the team knew. Like it was it was a long paper trail of people who knew what was going on. And the guy that abused him wasn't even a coach, he was a trainer on the team. Did you but
0: know about that?
2: He had a history There's, of abusing, but it happened so often. It happened. Yeah, it, it so happens
0: so often, Neil. It could have been like yeah. the Boy Scouts or the yeah. Catholic like a story on the back page. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Like yeah. even um, the gymnastics it, thing with the gymnastics girls, yeah. and
3: they said, "Oh, yeah,
1: trained. the gymnasts." Yeah.
2: And and the sad thing about that is how long it went on, how far-reaching it was, because we yeah. weren't just talking about it. Was like we. The only reason why we really kind of heard about it was because there were Olympic gymnasts involved, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the victims were college and high school gymnasts who were abused by this one doctor. Mm -hmm. And so it just goes on and on. And let me just say this, Jim Jordan, a part of Congress, Mm -hmm. you know, um, (laughs) before that case at Michigan State, there was a case with the male male athletes at Ohio State University who came out and said that their coach was sexually abusing them and they told then um Ohio State faculty member Jim Jordan about it and he did nothing. This guy is a me- he's a senator. He's mm-hmm. a member of Congress right now, but he did nothing. And so it happens so often. It it's does. it's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. It reminds
1: me it reminds me of uh the uh Washington Commanders right now and uh Daniel Snyder and his culture, his toxic culture in the locker rooms and office. And the NFL was basically like, talk it up to boys will be boys, basically. And, you know, it's, but it's good it's,
0: to see. And it's
2: been going, it's been going <laughs> on with the Washington team for
0: Years. decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boys will be boys, still happens to like- when I fall out of the tree and crack my head open. It doesn't apply mm-hmm. to misogyny. It and shouldn't. Culture. It definitely shouldn't.
1: <laughs> but it has been. No. It has been. I mean, I remember that rape uh, that rape case where the guy was caught red-handed and, and basically let off because, you know, boys will be boys. I mean, it's it's pretty rough.
3: This whole thing is systemic, as Liz was pointing out. All of, like, the sports executives, the GMs, the trainers, the coaches, they all made, like, a decision to not speak out about whatever sexual assault and to hide things and, and to just basically keep it um, on the low, so abuse in sports can continue to happen. So I think Rob, to answer your question first, we need a, like accountability. I, in a sense, we're doing that now, but I just feel like it is over. It's like a lot of people are speaking out about it, but it starts with accountability and then replace that with some type of like safe space, safe environment so that the details of how these things happen could even... like For example, if you're speaking out about something that happened to you to a counselor there's you're likely to get more details about how that could have happened to somebody else or how that could happen to somebody else so that you can correct or reform that whole entire thing. Like maybe there doesn't need to be certain coaches or certain trainers. Maybe there's only like listed all female trainers or all female staff and faculty, but it just needs real dissecting. Like people really need to get in there and a third party really needs to get in there and start just helping these people because it's like sports is supposed to be entertainment. And now it's just this disgusting, like it's the same thing with religion, not to go off topic, but it's just like, what is, it's just weird. Like all of these things. You talk about the Catholic
1: priests.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's not true. just Catholicism though. You know, there are oh, a lot of Baptist That's ministers mm-hmm. up there, you know, acting mm-hmm. a fool. That's true touching folks they shouldn't be touching and let me just say you know when i said you know women i i kind of said that in jest because let's be real there are some women out there who are abusers you know or oh, you, if must, you not must have read women.
1: Jacqueline robinson's comment
2: no i haven't read it but I, I, <laughs> I can feel i know my sister i can feel you know her <laughs> getting incensed um but there are women out there if they're not actually the Physical abusers they are enablers they are allowing it to happen um it, it's just it 's just really sad you know what humans will do for the almighty dollar, and that's what this boils down to you know yeah. that's why people you know overlook things, turn the other cheek, not report you know certain incidents or whatever because they're getting paid not to, and even for the victim, you can't fault a victim for Signing an NDA for those who don't know, non-disclosure agreement. Signing mm-hmm. an NDA okay. um, for three million dollars because for her that probably was closure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For her that yep. probably was and she some probably level couldn't get of...
1: much more than that because she exactly. wasn't going to get some... criminal charges. So she and took what she level could get of
2: accountability, exactly. And hopefully it brought her some peace because a lot of victims mm-hmm. don't get that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Winter, she says this is one of many problems of not having regulations and oversight. Capitalism is not self-regulating, and then and Robinson uh, says, "Rob, you're asking the wrong people. The owners of DC's football team are complicit in this type of behavior. In fact, Dan Snyder turned the team over to his equally vile wife, <laughs> so no I mean. ch- Which was no change there. It's putting lipstick on a pig, literally. So, Robbie, what are your final thoughts on this?
0: It's. Uh, I really like uh, the conversation. It it is systemic. And there needs to be an overhaul at very top levels. I think that perhaps a national organization, third party, that can work with any given sports association might be a step in the right, right direction just to make access to reporting a little bit more accessible.
1: And uh, Paulette Bertrand says, Yes, Gianni, religious institutions as well. All right. Is this true? Lies or shenanigans? Y'all remember what?
2: Eddie Long. Eddie Long, he wasn't Catholic. He was a, Eddie Long was the black Back. minister oh. who was sexing all of his male parishioners and all that foolish mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just truth the Catholic lies
0: shenanigans. Uh, sh- no.
3: It's the Mormons, it's the I'm kidding. It's everybody. Is, <laughs> it's pretty it's, good
0: it's it's everywhere. Good topic, right? Mean, Thanks let, for let's sharing talk about Just Lynn Maxwell, all right? I mean, there there are some pretty vile women out there too.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: We're, we've got a couple more minutes. So, Liz, let's, since we're still talking sports, let's talk about Demar Hamlin real quick. Can you kind of tell the audience, update us on what happened with Demar Hamlin?
2: Last week, Monday Night Football, um, on January 2nd, game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. First quarter, safety Demar Hamlin put a hit on T. Higgins. And right after he tackled him, he got up for like maybe three seconds and immediately fell back down full layout was unconscious the players the referees they immediately knew that he was in distress that something was wrong the trainers rushed to the field he was unconscious he was in full cardiac arrest um the trainers worked on him for nine minutes giving him cpr including mouth to mouth including chest compressions they were able to revive his heart on the field They had to resuscitate him on the field, according to his uncle, once on the field and once again at the hospital. So full cardiac arrest after that hit. I'm happy to say that, you know, almost a week later, DeMar, you know, is recovered. He is alert. He is talking. He's in his hotel room. I'm sorry, his Uh hospital room. Before... (laughs) Before the game, the Bills game today, um, he was in his hospital room with his parents, watching the game, giving, you know, heart signs, you know, wishing his team well. Um, And it it captured everyone's heart this week because very rarely do we see something this serious live mm-hmm. now granted this mm-hmm. isn't the first time this has happened in sport for um sure. but very rarely do we 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 see it live and um everyone you know was leaning on what they use for faith whether it be prayer where whether it be burning sage or what have you but there's been a lot of commentary afterwards about how violent the nfl is um the NFL taking too long possibly to call the game. It took them maybe an hour to figure out or to decide that they were going to postpone and eventually, you know, cancel Monday's game. There was a lot of comments on, you know, social media. Social media is the devil, y'all. But a lot of comments <laughs> mm-hmm. on social media um, about what happened. But you know, just talking about that. Like, I don't know if you guys, you know, saw the replay of what happened. I'm sure you've heard about it at least I, once yeah. over the past week. So just curious about, you know, your comments and your thoughts on yeah, I mean, what you, transpired.
1: I'm curious if you guys think that there's anything we can do to kind of prevent is the NFL doing enough. Should we stop playing football? I mean, what I know is no, but <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm curious with Johnny and Rob.
3: It's just interesting uh, to me. I did see something scrolling past my YouTube page on like, um, why NFL players are falling out. Cause apparently he's not the only one, like Liz said, there's other instances where that happened. But my thing is like cardiac arrest sound like sounds like something that is happens to like, like people in, at an older age. So it's like, obviously there's some type of stress being put on his body, put on pressure, put on his body and his workouts. And I probably sound ignorant right now because I don't know too mm-hmm. much about sports. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I conversation. Like no, no. Yeah, but I just feel like the stress that maybe these NFL players or just you know these athletes in general have to be put under. The game is for money at the end of the day. It's not an entertainment game. So you're not you're not just getting fit just to be able to do well. You're getting fit so that you can. I don't know. I just the whole thing of sports. I know that it's for really? it's just a game at the end of the day. But I feel like because there's the root of it is for money, and it's like.
1: Yeah, most football players are, uh, you know, economically disadvantaged, and that's the reason they get into sports. I know a lot of football players have said, "Hey, I played football, but I'll never let my children play." So you're absolutely right, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Rob. Wow, I'm going to defer to Robin Johnson on this on this one because she mm-hmm. said that this could happen in regular life. This particular incident was not a fault of the game. This can happen with any blunt force trauma, and this is Doctor Robin Johnson. If Dr. Robin Johnson, our <laughs> veterinarian. I like how Demar how Demar handled it. I mean, when he came to, when he was finally alert, he's like, "Did we win the game?" And then, you know, texting his team, "I'm sorry, I did that to y'all." Like, how sweet is that? It, his heart's <laughs> uh-huh, his heart's in the right place. But um, I do agree with what Johnny is saying, though. Um, these professional athletes train at a level that we can't imagine think of your worst most painful workout you've had and this is what these people do oh god yeah and then some right and then some. that's true so they, yeah. they do put a lot of strain on their they bodies do. johnny that's why they're well compensated because and like you said they're they're commodities at the end of the day they're there they're to generate wealth for the club owners yeah. and cash cash. it's uh yeah like that's a lot of these guys you know professional football players at 30 40 years old have the knees and hips of someone two or three times their age like they're just finished but they've got the money to buy new ones at least yeah. you can do that yep. but do right. final thought liz
2: um i just you know i i get you know people's concern but it's again it's not just the nfl like if we're going to talk about the nfl we have to talk about boxing we have to talk about mma mm-hmm.
1: yep we have That's to talk I'm about the say. first know, thing i thought about hmm
2: we have to talk about soccer. You know, there are a lot of headers in soccer. We have to talk about, you know, when when I saw when I saw Demar go down, my first thought was of um,
1: Hank
2: Hank Gathers, oh. basketball player, mm. Loyola Marymount basketball college basketball player, who died on the court 1990 during a game, he's coming back um, after someone made a layup. The opposing team made a layup. He's running back up the court. He collapses on the court. Mama's in the stand come running down. They're working on him or whatever. And he had a heart condition, but he oh died in I mean, that moment. Mm-hmm. It happened again in, in, in the NBA with Reggie Lewis for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Very similar situation. Like it happens These in sports, happen, unfortunately. Huh? Um, so it's yeah. not. I mean, it happens not, in regular
1: life. It's not even it just happens sports. In regular
2: life, I mean, know? I could
1: be. You, I mean, I know people. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine was playing soccer and he just dropped dead. It's actually a similar thing. He had a a heart heart cardiac arrest. Um, Good college friend of mine, and he's young guy. Young guy. This was probably like five years ago. Just died. I mean, he was just playing. I mean, no, no, he wasn't a extreme athlete or anything. He was just having fun.
2: I think it's natural for everyone to overreact and say, "Oh my God, we should ban this or whatever." But never. In reality, this is so abnormal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it it, it it doesn't happen, but it is relatively rare. (laughs) I think what we can do and hope for improvement and be thankful that you know the Buffalo Bills training staff was equipped with trainers who knew what to do immediately, instantly, and they had the the they had the equipment to take care of him. So if we're gonna do anything moving forward, whether it be at the high school level college level or the professional level, make sure that that equipment is on the sideline Mm -hmm. to take care of these players. If somebody goes down, if something happens, if there's some type of sudden heart change, rhythm change or whatever, that they are able to handle it and take care of the players. I think that's, that's the one thing I would like to see. And again, I applaud, you know, the, the trainer for the bills um, because they have, Many people have said it's not for his sw- his swift action. Damar would not be with us today, yeah, yeah. and so props wow. to him All for right. jumping in and doing what he did.
1: All right, is this truth, lies, shenanigans? We got to close this one out.
0: Lies, shenanigans. This
2: is, of
0: course, a lot
1: of truth, truth today. Look at that. that. Ooh, everybody's got truth today. All
3: coming right. in the year, with some
1: truth. <laughs> we were going to talk a little bit about see if we get in a conversation about uh, Kevin McCarthy, who uh, finally won. Speaker
2: I mean, of if, y'all, <laughs> if y'all are betting people, y'all need to bet the lucky number fifteen now. Fifteen, lucky number fifteen. 15 votes.
1: He was finally elected speaker of the house late on Friday. God, First time it took this many votes since the Civil War. So, yeah, it was it was hilarious, wow. hilarious that even I actually watched the vote. It was it was so funny to watch the <laughs> like, whole watch. Gates oh. thing and everything like that. I,
2: I refuse to watch it. I was just like, these clowns on the Republican side. <laughs> I was playing spades you know,
1: with my friends, and I, we started eating, watching
2: them. <laughs> the they're, they're eating their own. Like, Gets is up there calling oh. people out. I'm like, dude, you are a pedophile. Hello. Like, I, 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 I'm i not even, like, I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't watch them. Um. But yeah, 15, if you guys are going to bet some money, bet some numbers this week that lucky number, number, 15. 15. Lucky number that 15 lucky number 15 absolutely
1: all right. all right we're out of time it's time for our game show
2: the first cheating game show of 2023 <laughs> we have
1: Neonix. all right so we are playing real simple uh seven second challenge i uh, will go around the horn where you go around the horn, the app will give you a challenge to perform, and you'll have seven seconds to do it. If you complete the challenge successfully in seven seconds, you get a point if you refuse to do it. Or don't do it in a lot of time, you get nothing. Person with the most (laughs) points, it's the final thought for the show. Fortunately, this one is for Robby. Robby, you have seven seconds (laughs) to bark like an angry dog and whimper like a timid puppy afterwards. You ready? Go. <laughs> 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 that
0: was good actually. That was pretty good. Answer it
1: correctly. All
2: right. Notice how quickly he got into character. Notice how quickly he got into character. Ooh,
1: Rob. All
0: right. Rob's a real actor. Just go just go into dad mode. Go into dad
1: mode. <laughs> All right. True. Next up we got Lizzie. All right, Lizzie. Name three plays written by William Shakespeare. You've got seven seconds. Go.
2: Hamlet, Macbeth, and my favorite, Titus Andronicus.
1: Titus Andronicus. All right. Good job. All right. Good job. Good job. Correctly done. All right. One point each. Are you ready, Gianni? Yeah. Oh, Oh, you always get the impressions. Look at this. All right. Gianni. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the game always gives you impressions. All right, you, you need your best impression of Joe Biden. You ready? Jeez. I'm going to give you half okay. a second. Are right, you ready? Go.
2: Easy, Gianni. Come on. <sighs> I should have given you like <laughs> you <it>. fall
1: Honestly? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So she <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to go ahead and give that to you. <laughs> easy,
2: come on, man. Oh,
1: malarkey come on, or man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's oh, go, <laughs> All right, let me give you that one. All right, Would good job. Just shut up. Exactly, <laughs> oh, Robbie. Oh, this is uh, yeah, Robbie. You're up, Robbie. You have seven seconds to do a famous rap verse. <laughs> Why did oh, Any they do famous rap verse, <laughs> Robbie. I'm sorry about that, buddy. Are you serious? That's random. Mm-hmm. You ready? Are you serious, right. Rob? Ready? Jay Z. Go.
0: So what you, whatcha what
2: you want, what you want? All right, all right, yes, the beasties, the beastie boys,
1: the beastie boys,
0: all right, guys. All right, nice. oh, guys,
1: nice. guys, love from Liz, I love this game. I love this, oh. I
0: love the beasties.
1: All right, Liz, you are a mute and she is deaf, describe a chicken to her. What? All right, seven seconds, go. <laughs> Doing the fucking yes, chicken. This <laughs> <so> silly. Do <laughs> the mute. Oh man, you gotta if you if you're listening to the podcast, you gotta see that.
3: <laughs>
1: we have to put that. That's the clip we're gonna have to put. <laughs> when, you, when you do a short, you have to do that one. <laughs> I know. All right, we're, we're giving her that one. That's that's good. Lizzie gets a point. All right, Gianni. Last last one of this round. All right. All right, Gianni, name four disciples of Jesus Christ. You ready? Seven seconds. Go.
3: Peter, Paul, Saul. Ooh.
1: Come on. Jacob?
3: Jacob.
1: Was Jacob a... I don't think Jacob's a a disciple. Saul and Paul are the same guy. guy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a good try, (laughs) Logan. How you miss Judas?
0: Oh. (laughs)
1: All right. Sorry, Gianni. Good, like, All traitor. right. So this is the last round, and this is between Liz and B. All right. Robbie, we'll sing your favorite theme song. I think you've had this before. Are you ready? Go. I I song.
2: Song. Don't give it,
3: give it to
0: him. Uh, I guess uh, Flintstones meet the Flintstones. Oh, that's a good one. All, All right. right. That's correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, All right. Bad, <laughs> We'll go with that. All right, Liz. This
1: is for all the Marvel. Well, not all the marbles. For Ty. Oh, God. How'd you get this one? Name four heavyweight boxers. Four famous heavyweight boxers. What? This is our sports person naming four heavyweight boxers. All right. You got seven seconds. Go.
2: Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, Riddick Bowe, and Muhammad Ali. Oh,
1: I was going to say. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right up to the minute. There you go. Okay. All right. All right, this is what we're gonna What's do this it? last one.
2: Meanwhile, we're gonna wrap to all the ladies in the place with style and grace. Allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Ooh. Okay.
1: This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do the best impression of Barack Obama. And what we're gonna do is whoever has the best impression of Barack Obama wins <laughs> the game. All right. You
3: gotta say oh,
1: no. <laughs> We're going to give you seven seconds. Do it at the same time. Are you ready? Go. Go. Boom. Drop the mic. Are you smoking? You got him smoking? <laughs> oh, I'm doing the mic drop. We're doing the mic drop. <laughs> Lizzie, drop the mic. All right, we're going to mic drop. Lizzie, you win the game. Good job, Lizzie. Okay. The Kevin. back of the
2: club with Moet as well. You find me. The back of the club. What Biggie? up uh, Biggie Smalls. Okay.
1: I think I would have given Kevin Dax, and he says, "Do the ears." <laughs> I, I think I would have given it to Kevin. The mic drop was a good one too. The mic was okay. All right.
2: I was looking for something to drop. I'm like, I have nothing up here that symbolizes a mic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was giving some shoutouts. <laughs> All right, let's get some shout-outs in. We're going
0: to start with Robbie today. We don't usually start with Robbie. I would like to give a shout-out to all of the underappreciated city workers. Parking enforcement, snow removal, garbage pickup, and the many other departments in which these people work. We hear so many people complain about these people who are just trying to do their job well. All right, city workers. I like it. Johnny.
3: Um, shout out to the small business owners and the entrepreneurs. And I know that it's been weird and you've had to adapt already in this climate, but continue to be creative, continue to be positive. And um, I wish everybody
2: the best in their business.
1: Right. Good shout out. I like that one. Liz? Once
2: again, shout out to the WFT, the Washington football team, the commanders. We beat them boys, the famous <laughs> 26-3. Boom, boom, boom yes DC needs to be a state what's up what's up yes DC
1: DC. Woo. I love it alright yes. right. my shout outs to my wonderful mother-in-law she just turned 80 this week oh, well, happy birthday happy to my mother-in-law birthday. Nola happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nola. Happy happy birthday. Nola. Happy the big eight oh, and that yes. is officially yes. all the time we have for today's show I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. We hope you learned something, gained a new perspective, simply had some laughs. We will be back next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, or listen to episodes of the podcast on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can always check out a recorded live episode, subscribe to us on YouTube using tlsshow.com. And our winner for the final thought, Miss Lizzie. Close us out, Lizzie.
2: So, yes, closing out. So, I just want to give some love to um, a friend of mine, a former Love Jones of mine, who took his life on December 17th. Um, It was... The day before we had our last show, but I didn't find out until right after our last show. And it's been tough going through that right before Christmas, coming into the new year. And I think one of my shout out, my last message coming out of 2023, 2022 for everyone was to take mental illness seriously. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. this has definitely forced me to, take it seriously to not just check on your friends. I think checking that whole check on your friends it's kind of like an empty statement because checking mm-hmm. on your friends means nothing. Like you could check on yeah. me right now mm-hmm. and I look happy but I may not be. Right. But yeah. be compassionate be compassionate Mm -hmm. with people listen to what they're saying and if you feel something say something and so i just want to say to his friends to his family william spotolino billy my sweet billy love you will miss you forever one of my favorite lines from the movie stand by me is even though we haven't seen each other in 10 years i will always miss you forever and the years may be off But that is truly how I feel. So mm, mm, mm. hope you're resting, Billy. Love you. See you soon, babe. See you soon. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lizzie. All right. Thank you, Robbie Rock, Lizzie, Gianni. But most importantly, we need to thank you for listening to our shenanigans. WFT!
0: Commanders! (laughs) Ah! Ah! Ah!
1: (laughs) Enjoy your week.